Welcome to the Writing with Coach McCoach podcast, a podcast for busy writers who want to cut through the fluff with exact strategies for launching their author career. I'm Katie McCoach, your book coach, guide, unqualified therapist, and cheerleader. Since 2012, I've helped hundreds of writers become authors, gain confidence, and grow their best stories yet. Let's do the same for you. This is the Writing with Coach McCoach podcast. Hello, writers, and welcome to another episode of the Writing with Coach McCoach podcast, season two. Today, I'm going to talk to you about something a little different. I'm going to talk to you about the three things my toddler has taught me about pursuing your goals. So I have a two and a half year old. He is, he's quite a particular little kid. And many parents, any parent, anyone who's raised a kid, anyone who is around children a lot, especially toddlers and newborns and infants, you see how different it is the way that their mind works or that it's attempting to work. And you, they have certain milestones they have to hit, right? Like how to crawl, how to walk the first time they say words. So they're always learning something. They're always developing. And you can tell when they've hit a goal because now they can do this thing and they can do it well, right? It took my son a long time to walk. and I mean long. <laughs> and longer than most kids, which is totally fine because I never had to worry, will he get it? That wasn't a concern because he is healthy. He, there is no signs of any illness. And all it was is I just had to wait for him to figure it out. So for the record, my son didn't walk until his 18th month of life. Um, if you know anything about kids, a lot of times they tend to walk around like 14 months, maybe between 12 to 16. So 18 months was it was it was a little late, but it was totally fine because although maybe there were times where we were concerned, I could always just lean on the fact that like he's going to get it. It's not like he's going to exist in life without walking. He's going to know how to walk. Um, there's no way he's going to not walk. It is just what he does. That's what kids do. They learn how to walk. So I didn't really spend... Uh-huh. Someone might argue me on this. Maybe I did, but I feel that for the most part, I did not spend energy wondering if he'll get it because I knew he would. It was just a matter of fact of life. He will learn how to walk when he's ready. And watching him finally do it, and now he's running. I mean, it took him a long time before he walked. He was held back in some of his daycare classes because he wasn't quite ready to move up based on his mobility, but... Now he's two and a half and he's running around. He's doing everything. He's talking. When he hits three, when he hits five, no one's going to be able to look at any of the kids and say, oh, that one walked sooner than the others. No. So how does this apply to you and writing? Well, the same idea applies. So I want to talk to you about three things that my toddler has taught me that I think you can take with you right now as a writer. Okay, the first thing my toddler has taught me is there is no one right way to do something. I think this is just so valuable to remember. 
When you start writing and you start trying to learn, okay, now I've written my book or I'm writing a book, I kind of want to know what to do next with it. You might be like, okay, I think I want to get this published. I think I might want to write for the rest of my life. Um, what, how do I do that? What do I do? So when you enter that stage, one of the first things that happens is you start learning everything you can. You learn what it's like to get published. How do people get published? And then you enter the world of, oh my gosh, there are ways to write. There are rules to writing. Like, what is this world, right? And you begin to get a lot of advice. I give advice as a book coach every day. Other editors give advice. Other writers give advice. Publishing professionals, agents. You start to get advice from everyone. And then there are things like you'll hear about writing rules, right? The one thing I want you to always remember is there is no one right way to be a writer, despite how much advice you'll get and how many things you might hear on repeat, and there are reasons you hear certain tips on repeat, there are always different ways to go about pursuing your dreams. There is no one only path. And that's more relevant than ever before. We see this with the fact that for a long time it felt like the only way to get published was for someone in the publishing industry to say, I'm going to vouch for you and we're going to pick up your book and sell it. And those agents and editors were considered gatekeepers because they were the only ones letting authors write. But that wasn't true then. There were always different ways for authors to reach audiences, for people to be writers and to make money. But it's even more apparent now that there are so many ways you can do this. When I watch my toddler try to learn how to play with a new toy, I noticed this immediately. For example, uh, lately, now my two and a half year old has been, you know, I watch him play with different toys. And it's been really interesting because he's at a stage where he's starting to learn. I mean, he knows so much more than he did even a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. It's wild being a parent. And there are things he starts exploring now that are maybe things that as an adult or as even a teenager or five, ten-year-old, that as a human, you start using and you're like, that's the way you use that thing. End of story. For example, something that my son does is I'll say, do you want to color? And he's like, yeah. And so as a parent, you're thinking, okay, I'm going to give you this marker. My son likes to use these dot markers or I like to call them daubers because it's like what you use on bingo. Um, but they're great. So he just takes this marker and just dabs it over and over on the piece of paper. And so as a parent, of course, you're thinking, well, here is how to use this marker, right? We take the lid off and you daub the paper and you dot it all over. Toddler brains don't work like that. They have no like, this is how you're supposed to use something. That's not in their head yet. They haven't established that yet. To them, it's just, I'm using it the way I use it. That's all there is to it. There is no one right way to use it. So from in the case of my son, maybe sometimes he'll daub all over the paper. I'm like, cool, you're doing great. Maybe sometimes he'll just daub over and over and over in the same spot until he jabs a hole in the paper. <laughs> that's fine too. 
But actually, one of the examples that I was thinking of how there's no one right way to do something, in this case, play with coloring tools, is one of his favorite things to do when I say, do you want to color, is actually, he just wants to take the lids and to put them off and on. He loves just putting the lids back on. And he's getting better at matching them, which is awesome. To him, that is what's fun. And he's exploring the tool and he's trying to see different ways to use it. He'll put it on the paper. He will put it on his hands. He will put it on his high chair. He'll put it in his mouth. That one we do fight a little. But there's no just this is the way you use it set up in his head. So he can use it however he wants. And he can reach the goal he wants whichever way he wants. So maybe that's not my best example ever. I literally was just thinking about this other night, but I can't think of other great examples of how there's no one right way to do things. But I feel like as a parent, a lot of times you have that experience with a toddler, especially you're like, oh, well, this is how you do this. Like they're playing with something or they're doing something that you are like, well, this is what it's used for. This is how everyone, everyone does it like this. And they're like, hmm. It uh, doesn't matter. I've never done it before, so I'm going to do it the way I want to do it, and I'm going to reach whatever conclusion I reach. I might still end up in the same final destination, but I'm going to do it my way. So the same case with you. What is your goal as a writer? And then figure out the path that's going to work for you. Try different paths when it doesn't work. There are so many paths forward, so just always keep it in mind. There's no one right way to be a writer to be an author. The possibilities are endless. That was the first thing that I feel like he's been teaching me a lot lately. Another thing that we all can learn from a toddler is you will get it. Getting it is inevitable. So why expend energy worrying about not getting it? This goes back to my example of my son walking. With toddlers, they have so many things they're learning and skills they are going to acquire. So spending time and energy on their behalf or on your behalf, waiting for it to happen or wondering if it'll happen, that's just a waste because it's going to happen. It's inevitable. Getting it, learning how to do something, it's inevitable. It's in your future. So for example, my son, when he wanted to walk, walking is a huge deal and of course there were times where my my husband and I were like, I just want him to walk. We really wanted him to be able to walk by like right when he had 18 months. You know, at that time, I'm not worried. Like this is going to happen. He started standing and walking while he held on to things several months before that. So it was just like when he started doing that, we thought, oh, walking is right around the corner. He's going to be doing that very soon. There were times where I think we kind of wondered like, do we need to do physical therapy? But I loved his energy because I could tell my son was just like, no, you're not going to push me into this. I'm going to do this when I'm ready. He's very particular and he's always been like that and he's more so like that now. So it was fun to see that crop up then at only 18 months. But we really wanted him to be able to walk for my sister's wedding. He was going to be one of the ring bearers and it would be super cute if he was walking down in his cute little suit. So we get to like that week. It's the week of her wedding. It's like the couple days before we're all in town. He is still not walking yet. And 
we are all trying to do different things. And he's standing, he's taking like one, two steps by himself. So he's so close. But we're like, oh, the wedding's like in two days. Like, this is probably not happening. Let's figure out a solution. We were able to get like a really cute white wagon. So it worked out. But we, you know, we all were encouraging. We were spending energy, like wanting this to happen, wondering when it will happen. Whereas my son, he's just like, I'm going to just keep trying. And then when I'm ready, I'm going to do it. So I don't know what you guys are worried about over there, but I'm going to just keep going along my path and doing it the way I want to, and it's going to happen. And it did. Of course, a week later, maybe even less, we get home and the kid walks by himself, of course. And then he's uh, then just takes off from there, right? And then he's walking everywhere. Now he's running. And so it's just so funny to see how, like, you can't wonder if you're going to reach whatever goalpost you've set for yourself because spending the energy wondering if it's going to happen and psyching yourself out is not going to help you get there. You just got to keep doing it and just stay steadfast in this is happening. It's inevitable. This getting it or reaching this goal, it's going to happen no matter what. So I just need to stay the course and then I'll be there. That's what my son has shown me time and time again because there's no reality where he doesn't learn how to walk. He is physically healthy. He's able to do this. So this is something he is able to do. He is able to walk. He's going to walk. Does it matter how he gets there? No. Does it matter when? No. Because again, like I said earlier, by the time he's five, no one will know who got there first. Spending time wondering how this is going to play out isn't helping anyone. It's definitely not helping him. So I want you to keep that in mind for yourself. If you have decided, like, take that toddler mentality and just in your head, this thing is going to happen no matter what. It's part of your future, but you just have to keep doing it and you'll get there. Decide that reaching your goal as a writer, whether that's finishing your book, whether that's doing the first few revisions, or it's getting an agent, or it's getting published, or seeing your work in print. Whatever your author goal is, just decide that's already in your future. That is that is happening. And then you just keep moving forward. Just be steadfast in, there's no use spending energy wondering when or how this will happen, because it's going to. I just need to keep going. That is the key to reaching your dreams it is just to keep going. The third thing that my son, that my toddler has taught me about how to reach your goals is how to use two magical words. Help, please. It's so easy to not ask for help. As you raise a toddler, especially um, right now, my son is two and a half. So he is at the perfect age of like wanting to do everything for himself. And they're Toddlers really want to be independent. Um, and they get frustrated sometimes when they can't get certain things done for themselves. Or they don't know how something works yet. So they need to be introduced. They need to be shown. So I've been working with my son lately to say, do you want help or do you want to do it by yourself? And a lot of times after he's, you know, I'll ask this after he's been trying something over and over. For example, yesterday he was trying to pull his sleeve of diapers out of the box but he 
he doesn't really know how to hold a box down while pulling something else out at the same time. Also, they were very heavy. And I said, do you want help? And he's no. <laughs> so he kept going for a little bit. I'm like, okay, you got this. And then after he was frustrated a little longer, he said, help. <laughs> it's a very cute help. And then I've, ta- I've worked on getting him to say please after. So this has been really powerful to witness because it's like, hey, sometimes you just need someone else to step in. Sometimes you just need someone else to show you the way. He really loves to learn things on his own, but then maybe he gets stuck or he doesn't know how else a thing can work. So like I said in the first example of like, there's no one right path forward. In this case, sometimes he will get stuck on this is how you use this thing. This is how you use this utensil or play with this item. And he'll repeat it over and over. And then he'll finally realize, help, please. And I'll be able to show him, hey, there are other ways to do this. There are other paths forward. So sometimes the best thing you can do is ask for help. Go at it alone. Be steadfast in your determination. But when you recognize that you've tried every option, you've tried every avenue, you've learned as much as you can, that is a great time to ask for help. If toddlers can do these things, we can. And we get in our head a lot and we tell ourselves that we should know better, we should do better, we shouldn't have to ask for help. We have to do things this way that all advice says there's only one way forward. I don't know if I'll actually ever reach this. There is always a path forward. There are many different ways to reach your goals. And asking for help is one of the best things you can ever do. Because that does not mean you are lesser. It doesn't mean that you can't do something for yourself. Nope. Asking for help is you saying, I want to learn more. I want to know another way to do this. I want to take that information and make my next best decision. So be like a toddler. Say help, please. And you know what? People are eager to help you. They're eager to see you through something. They're eager to give you the tools to help you grow. I love when someone asks for help. Obviously, as a book coach, that's all I want to do. That is why I have this podcast. I love being able to help an author unravel something that's, they just, maybe they're, they're in a loop of thinking of something and they haven't figured out the exit from this loop or they've been told hey, this is how you do something. And sometimes they just need a little help and permission to go a different direction. Asking for help is a path forward. Anyway, it was a quick episode, but that's all I'm going to leave you with today. Just the three things that my toddler had taught me about pursuing your goals, reaching your dreams, and getting the thing, whatever it is. So first, there is no one right way to do something. Two, reaching the goal or mastering the thing it's going to happen. It's inevitable. You're going to do it. So why spend energy wondering or questioning yourself? And number three, help, please, is a way forward. Those are magical words that can unlock so much more potential for you. And you will far surpass anything you thought you could do the first place. All right, that is all I'm going to leave you with today, writer. So until next time, keep growing.